Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Hey, can you recall a time when you felt really close to someone? You know, maybe a family member or a friend. Now, what was it that made it special? Because you see, these are powerful moments and I'm willing to bet that they have enhanced your life and built that relationship. Now, I can go on a long car journey by myself and I can listen to the radio uh, or podcast just to pass the time. But the best journeys are when Rachel, my daughter, is in the car with me and she puts on a playlist and we sing at the top of our voices as we drive down the road. I'll tell you, there is a bonding, a sense of fun and an intimacy that I love from spending time with her. Now, when the Golf Rider Cup is on, you know, um, Uh, the USA against Europe, and I can watch it at home by myself and it's good. But the experience lifts tenfold when Sam, my son-in-law, comes over and we drink whiskey and we watch together and we do putting competitions in the living room. There's this shared bond, a shared experience that lifts my soul. You see, life is better together. And never has a time um, proved the truth of that statement more than now. Lockdown has restricted our ability to physically meet with each other and our lives are purer because of it. You know, social media, WhatsApp and Zoom calls have helped to bridge the gap, but even they show that life is better together. You know, most, if not all of us, crave to be able to meet up with loved ones just to hug them and to share meals together. And because being with others is good for our health, our mental well-being, and they also help to shape our perspective on life too. That's why it's so important. Of course, not all relationships are easy and even good for us. But the best kind of relationships, the ones that we crave, are the ones where we can let our guard down. And it's safe to be vulnerable, where we can be known and loved and accepted, where we trust the other person. Now, what I'm describing is intimacy. All of us will have had experienced times of that closeness with others, whether that's with family, whether that's romantic relationships or close friendships. And it's beautiful. It's life-giving. Intimacy is what we long for. But is that closeness, that intimacy, possible with God? I mean, can you have an intimate relationship with someone that you can't see, that you can't touch or even hear an audible voice? And if you can, how do you build that kind of relationship? Well, I believe that we can live a life of intimacy with God and it takes work and time and energy like any relationship, but it's so worth it. And it can be helped and nurtured and encouraged by others in our lives, which is why as a church, we want to connect people rationally so that they can grow spiritually and get to know more of what God is like and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You know, that's why we have 10 month groups and those smaller groups called running mates and serving teams so that we can do life together. 
In Hebrews 10, it says this, let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He, that's God, always keeps his word. And let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshipping together as some do, but spurring each other on. Now, when Sarah and I do marriage prep with um, a couple, part of the material covered includes what's known as the five love languages. It's understanding each other's love language. It helps us process and build strong marriages and grow in intimacy. You know, we all have dominant ways of expressing love and receiving love. I mean, understanding one another, how we're wired, helps so much. I mean, in case you're not familiar with them, the five love languages are quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, thoughtful gifts, and acts of service. Now, each one of us has a preference of how we express love. I mean, maybe you're a gift giver, or or maybe you naturally love to help people by doing practical things for them. You know, each of us has a preference for how we receive love. And maybe you feel most loved when someone praises you or tells you that they love you or or, or when they hold your hand and they give you a hug. You know, no, there is no wrong love language, but it's important to understand how we express and we receive love and how the other person does too. And do you know what? It's the same in our relationship with God. Now, God doesn't have a preference because he created the love languages. But how we grow in intimacy is through these ways. And what I want to do is I just want to pick up on two today. The first one is words of affirmation. So when Sarah tells me that she loves me and she praises me for who I am or what I've done, honestly, it draws me closer to her because I love to receive words of affirmation. And did you know that God has lots to say about you and to you? He really does. And do you know what? It is quite overwhelming. This is what he says. He says, I knew you even before you were created. I chose you when I planned creation. You are not a mistake. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's my desire to lavish my love onto you simply because you're my child and I'm your father. He also says, every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I'm your provider and I meet all your needs. I rejoice over you with singing and I will never stop doing good to you. He goes on to say this, my plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. I'm able to do more for you than you can possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I'm also the father who comforts you in all of your troubles. And when you're broken hearted, I'm close to you. And one day I will wipe every tear from your eyes and I will take away all the pain that you've suffered on this earth. In Jesus, my love for you is revealed, God says, that he came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. And Jesus died so that you and I can be reconciled. His death is the ultimate expression of my love for you. And nothing can ever separate you from my love. You see, these are words of affirmation from God to you, that you are more loved than you realise. But intimacy is is two-way, which is why we choose to talk to him and sing and tell God how great he is and how much we love him. 
That also draws us closer to him. I mean, my favourite song at the moment is called The Goodness of God. The words are this, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you've been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Now you see, these are intimate words, words of love and affirmation to a God who loves us. And if we want to have intimacy with God, then we need to know what God says to us. His words are so powerful. But we also need to express our love and gratitude to him too. You know, some of my most intimate moments with God have been through the encounter events that uh, we hold, which are primarily what we would term as worship events. And somehow as I sing out with a crowd of other people, God meets me and comes close. James writes these words. He says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So words of affirmation builds intimacy. And who in your life reminds you of what God says about you and helps you to find out in the Bible showing you these verses? Well, we need people to prompt us, to teach us, to help us. So find people in your life that can help and encourage you to do that. The second love language is quality time. And this is one of the ways that Sarah, my wife, receives love. I've had to learn this in our marriage. In fact, it's not always quality time for Sarah. It's just time. So she loves lockdown as we've never had so much time together. She said on a walk just the other day that since lockdown, she hasn't felt lonely. And time for Sarah doesn't mean always being together and doing stuff and talking. It's just having me around is what she loves. Now, I don't always understand that, but that's because quality time isn't my dominant love language. But it's out of being around each other that quality moments become special and it allows for deeper conversations and connection. You know, intimacy with God involves time. Did you know that the central promise in the Bible is not I will forgive you? Nor is it the promise of life after death. The most frequent promise is, I will be with you. Before Adam and Eve ever needed forgiveness, God was with them in the garden, walking with them in the cool of the day. As a man called Joshua led the people of Israel into the promised land, God told Joshua to be strong and courageous. Why? For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Throughout the story of the Old Testament, it was God being with his people. And then Jesus arrives, Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus left, his promise was to send his spirit. And be sure of this, Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, God's presence with us means that God has all the time in the world for you and me. He never leaves us. He never gives up on us. He's never too busy for us. God gives us his time through his presence with us, which means that we can call on him whenever we want. Listen, God keeps his promises. But for intimacy to develop, it requires us investing time with him, giving him our focus, listening to him, spending conscious time with him. See, I know how easy it is to go through a day and just not be conscious of God. 
He's with me the whole time, but I just haven't been aware. I haven't given him time. That's why I like to go for walks on occasions where I can walk and talk with him. That's why I spend time each day reading the Bible. And I have, <laughs> I have a reading buddy called Mike Walsh because I'm likely to forget or give up if, it wasn't, if I wasn't being held accountable by him. That's why I make my 10-month group a priority. It's why I like to catch those grace moments when I realise how kind God has been to me. Without the prompting of others, I could easily slip through a day without investing time with God. And you know, amazingly, when I do, when I do spend time with him, more often than not, I'm drawn closer. Intimacy with God is possible and it's so worth running after. Jesus can be trusted. He loves you unconditionally. He longs for you to be close. He forgives when we mess up and he doesn't hold it against us. He speaks words of life over us and he calls us to take a step towards him and then another and then another. He is not to be frightened of or to be cautious of, but you will best experience him in the light of, of the support of others. And that's why we want to connect you relationally so that you can grow spiritually and get to know more of what God is like and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And if you'd like to collect, connect with others but are not sure how to do that, then do get in touch or join me on the Zoom call that follows this service. The details are going to be in the chat section. And you're welcome just to join me and say hello too. I'll have a drink ready. Uh, for me, because obviously I can't get one to you. <laughs> and don't forget, if you want to have an intimate friendship with God, you can. I promise you. Start with words of affirmation. Allow God's words to seep into the very core of who you are. And then speak out your love and praise to him. And secondly, give quality time. God is with you by his spirit. So set some time aside later today to talk to him, to listen to him, to find him in the ordinary things of life, in nature, in films, in conversations. And then share that with another person who's going to encourage you. Hey, let me pray for you now. Father, thank you that your desire is to have an intimate relationship with us. I know that you have done everything needed for this to happen, but that you wait for us to draw close. So would you help us to take a step forward towards you today through investing time with you, through talking with you and expressing our gratitude to you. Please help us to allow others into our lives to encourage us and help us to press forward in our relationship with you. In Jesus' name. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.